been an incredible journey that you've had, but were there any other options? Or was it purely motorsport in your head? Or did you think, I could be an astronaut, I could be a postman? Like, was there anything else that interested you out there? I believe I have enough uh, driving skills to be a postman, so I could... Very quick one. <laughs> I could do this job as well, but uh, of course I really targeted to be a professional driver. It was my grandfather who taught me to drive. He was taking me to most of my sort of uh, motorbike trials competitions when I was a youngster. We did something together with Mikko and I've seen his name on Finnish Junior Championship mm. events. But honestly, when I went to airport to go to that Italy trip, I had to buy a Finnish motorsport magazine to see a picture of Mr. Hirvonen and to find him from the airport. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's brilliant. That's how, that's how it started. Welcome everyone to WRC Backstories our exclusive WRC podcast presented by Bex Williams. Welcome everyone to a brand new year, a fresh new WRC season and plenty more WRC Backstories podcasts to keep you entertained. I don't know about you, but I found it quite possibly the longest January in existence with approximately 70 days thereabouts. The one saving grace January did have this year was the inclusion of the fabulous Rally Monte Carlo. And I think that really all got us in the mood for what's going to be an epic season ahead. It was great to see that event run. Even though the route was reduced, it still had absolutely everything we needed. Changeable, treacherous conditions. We welcomed back Pirelli and marvelled at the various tyre choice dilemmas our drivers faced. I always love that. And of course, we saw a certain world champion claim his 50th WRC victory and his eighth Monte Carlo win. It was spectacular. That certain world champion is the focus today of our Backstories podcast. I first met Sebastian Ogier back in 2008. Feels like an age ago now. It was his junior championship winning year and it was plain to see back then that he was something special. He hit the championship like a whirlwind and in the early days that heady mixture of incredible talent and also a little drama made him the driver to watch. Seven world championship victories later, it's time to reflect back on what makes our current world champion tick and discover what he thinks of all the well-deserved success he has achieved. Well, we've given him the big build-up and he really does deserve it because Seb Auger has had quite a career and I'm really pleased to say that he joins me on the line now to have a little bit of a chat about how it all got started. Hey Seb, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good. Hi Bex. Hi everybody. It is fantastic to be able to, to chat with you off event because we don't have much time these days in the new COVID world to actually talk to each other anymore it's purely business it's interview how are you and off you go so it's nice to be able to take some time out to actually speak to you properly yeah at least we can do it uh, yeah for sure not in person which missing a little bit for sure but uh, luckily nowadays there is a lot of uh, possibility to do it uh, from home and uh, yeah glad we can use it right now <laughs> yeah absolutely Bef before we get started on the main thrust of our backstories podcast i just want to say congratulations on the monty victory 50 wrc wins and eight wins there is 
it's quite incredible and I don't think I've ever seen you quite so focused to win anything ever than you were during the weekend in Monty. Uh, how did it feel to walk away with all of that? Oh, well, it felt amazing. I think uh, everybody know how Monte, uh, how important Monte Carlo Rally is for me. Uh, it's it's uh, it's there that uh, I I got the dream to be uh, to be rally driver one day, and that's that's always the rally that I I looked with with big highs. So for sure, I think uh, every year when I came I came to to, to start this event, I'm always even more motivated than any other rally of the season. I, I've mentioned many times that if I if I will have only one win in the, in the year, definitely I will pick up that one. And uh, yeah, this year the, the feeling was was great. I was really comfortable in the Yaris and we had a couple of little issues at the start of the race, but but the pace was very good. So I, I, I really enjoyed it, even even though it's like always been very, very tricky condition where, where it's hard to feel completely relaxed, but, but still I, I I really enjoyed it and I felt I, yeah, I could do it. So, uh, yeah, for sure, uh, these uh, these numbers are meaning a lot for me. Uh, I mean, I'm not really normally chasing re- uh, record on numbers, but maybe this one in Monte is is, is so special for me that uh, yeah, I'm very proud to to have it. Yeah, you should be proud because it was a really brilliant performance, and it's been so many brilliant performances there. And I'm happy to say I was there for your first ever. Monty win, which feels like such a long time ago now, back in the IRC, but five different manufacturers <laughs> yeah. to win with. Can you, do you have fond memories of that first win? <laughs> Definitely. I mean, it was my first uh, international victory back then and uh, a very important uh, step of my career. Uh, I was just coming out of uh, uh, yeah the season in junior WRC, which, which we won, and then uh, we, we've been offered uh, ALF program with Citroën to do the WRC in in 2009, but uh, this then came came on top. This uh, BF Godrich uh, program was uh, uh, was a bit of a surprise for us to be uh, yeah to be. I think we've been elected by uh, by journalists by at the time yeah. to 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 drive that car, and uh, yeah, we learned I don't know a few few days, maybe two weeks before the event that uh, that we would compete it and. Uh, and yeah, I was I was super excited. Uh, it was it was IRC back then, yeah, not WRC, but honestly, the level that year I think was pretty high. There was really big name on the on the starting list, and uh, I think uh, I think honestly, I value this victory at least the same level as 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 the other in Monte. So uh, yeah, back then for sure the strategy was a bit different as we were still very young and and lacking a lot of experience. We had a quite safe strategy and then we were very consistent the whole weekend basically won only one stage but with big margin in very snowy and tricky condition and uh, and that was enough to secure our first win there yeah it was it was pretty special and, and you're right you know there were some huge names at the time in IRC it was a very competitive championship but the Monty is still the Monty it, it's still as difficult whatever championship it's in it doesn't change does it and it was a particularly tough year as well but a, a great win and and the first of eight there which is which is brilliant so congratulations on that now, Thank you. You talked about, um, you know, you you were very young back then, of course, and I I want to take you back to... I'm still, I'm still very young. (laughs) (laughs) Of course you are, of course you are. How old are you now, 37? 37, yes. Wow, yeah, you're still still just a babe in arms right now in terms of your career. 
Now, we always start these podcasts, and I've talked to lots of people on these podcasts. We've, we've talked to Malcolm Wilson. We've talked to almost all the WRC drivers, and we've talked to co-drivers as well. And the first thing I always ask is for you to describe yourself to me in three words. Any three words. They don't have to be connected, but how would you describe your character in three words? Oh, I hate always this question. <laughs> but... Uh, uh, I would say ambitious. Mm -hmm. I've always been very, very ambitious. Whatever I've done, I always targeted high. That was for me the the uh, the way to go to go further. Maybe I should use the one stubborn a little bit <laughs> because my wife definitely would say it. <laughs> but we are both, so that's uh, that's uh, yeah, that's. We're challenging each other maybe sometimes, but yeah, a lot of love is, is there as well. So that's yeah. most important. And uh, I don't know which, uh, which word I will use also. Um, I would say, I don't know, honestly, I'm struggling to say another word. I would, I would say, uh, oh. I, I, would, I would say you're humble. Humility is a big word for me because even though you have such success, I find you a humble character you're very modest with regards I wanted to, to say uh, respectful also because for me respect is something very important and even though sometimes uh, in our sports uh, with the fighting spirit and with the determination to win it looks like we, we are becoming a bit warrior and and sometimes we give the image to be very cold and very uh, how you say uh, sometimes you you show you don't really show. I mean, my personality as, as a competitor is definitely different as, as my personality in my private life where I'm completely uh, relaxed. I would say friendly generally. That's all. I mean, I think I, I have a lot of, uh, of people who are surprised to see me in my private life. Like so, so simple, basically. Mm. I, I like to have a simple life and just be treated as a completely simple person, even if I've had the chance to achieve good things in sports that's for me I, I like to have a normal life at home and uh, yeah so maybe maybe humble respectful uh, yeah it's still fitting to me I I believe yeah no absolutely I, I kind of many occasions when people ask me what you're like I describe you as the gentleman of the service park because you are a gentleman <laughs> you, 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 tr you do treat everyone with respect and even though you have this fiery competitive edge you know, when, when it comes down to normal life, you, you know, you are that gentleman, I believe. And that, that's how I've always seen you, definitely. Um, talk to me about the early years, Sebastian Ogier. I, I would love, love to have a look back into your life and, and see the school life and what you were like back then. Were you, were you really good at school? Were you, were you a good studier or were you not so interested in in, in studying at all, you well, competitive. Uh, <laughs> I cannot say I've been really. Yeah, no, I cannot say I've been really interested, and I never been uh, the first of the class. But but I always had kind of facilities at, at school, and I I think I was sometimes a bit lazy and and like doing the homework and was never really fun for me. Or, or or I always did the minimum I had to do to pass. To the next class and to and and to go further and still to to reach the the target I had and and 
I, I still did study a little bit, not 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 very high, but I even started like uh, engineers, uh, <laughs> uh, what say, uh, studies, uh, but which I didn't finish because I realized it was a bit too much work and this this uh, or you say this um this, this way of walking or just doing the minimum to go further was not enough anymore so then then at that point uh, yeah I, I i changed a little bit my way but uh otherwise i would say i always been very active and since i was a kid always very interested in sport and really doing a lot of activities and and for sure yeah if i was first somewhere it was in sport definitely i think uh, i had some uh, i think generally i've been pretty talented with uh, with more or less any sport I, I i was doing and and because i had that was my passion i was just mm. doing it 100 percent all the time yeah I, I remember vividly a conversation um back in the volkswagen days when we had the kind of the media hour there and there's lots of journalists we were all chatting to you and and somebody brought up um you know sports and and how much you like sports and it could have been the football world cup going on at the time um or mm -hmm. just about to and and you said just in passing that you know you you could have been there was potential to be a professional footballer in your life now i uh, i, I, I kind of knew this there was skiing in the background but i hadn't realized football was a thing as well professional i don't i know i'm not sure I've, i think i've been yeah early on i've been uh, playing a lot of football I, I don't i'm not sure if i could have been professional to be honest yeah, probably, but definitely, probably could have <laughs> no but definitely i i i i always um liked i mean i like sport and of course i if I could be performant in the sport, I loved it even more. And on the back of my head, of course, there was always a dream about motorsport. And I came to it pretty late because of, uh, let's say, financial reason, like most, most of us. Mm. Uh, access to motorsport is, is never easy on that side. Uh, but uh, yeah, before it was, uh, it was either football, uh, ski, as I'm born in the Alps. And uh, at ski, I was, I was good, but never good enough to go to the to the World Cup, let's say, and uh, and maybe then, of course, I did I did what I had to do to to become instructor and do my first job like this, and it was a very interesting job for for young guys. Uh, but uh, let's say I, then I needed to find another way where I could be even more competitive, you know, another sport, uh, because this this mentality, this this uh, this character of. of bad loser of someone who want to win I, I had it in me and uh, <laughs> I think I mentioned that many times also that as a kid I I didn't necessarily uh, use it in my advantage and sometimes uh, for sure uh, struggle to to control uh, my emotion and my and my nerves in this in the situations where where I was not as good as what I, what I wanted let's say yeah so you mentioned coming to motorsport late. How did it happen? Where did it start? This, you know, possibility of heading into the motorsport world. Where did that passion start from? The passion, uh, passion started, like I say, as a as a kid watching Rally Monte Carlo, coming very close to my to my home, but. But rally was not necessarily um, a passion of the family, let's say. Of course, Monte Carlo, because it was, uh, it was very...
I mean, close to us, so that was very natural for everybody around Gap to watch this rally. But uh, but let's say that was the only rally in the year I was watching. Uh, to be honest, mm. there was no really this passion where you go to see the national rally or regional rally going around. It was only the Monte Carlo. But um, my I had an uncle uh, who was uh, competing in uh, autocross in France, and uh, and that I was following him as a kid. Uh, uh, not every weekend, but uh, every weekend that was happening. So. Uh, I think my parents told me I was there the first times uh, uh, when I was three years old. So uh, uh, not three years old, three months old in um, wow. in uh, kinder, we say kinderwagen, like the yeah, uh, the buggy, like, yeah, the sorry, buggy. kindergarten, yeah, 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 the buggy, and uh, and yeah, for sure the passion for for the sport came here, and and basically as a, as a teenager, I was I was dream, my dream was. Rally was looking unreachable because way too expensive. So actually, the first dream was having the chance to to compete some races in autocross, like like my uncle. And uh, that's that's where the, the the dream come from, I would say. And then um, I studied mechanic because I always had passion for for cars and 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 yeah, I, I love to to walk myself uh, on cars. And that's all. Also, I access to uh, to to the world, to the even to the competition, because then I think yeah, you know my story with the, this Rally Jeune team in France, and uh, I, I won I won that uh, to become a driver. But before that, I was mechanic in this team, and uh, that's yeah, that's how I I made my way uh, through up to motorsport. I think a, a lot of countries around the world, a lot of federations, are quite jealous of the FFSA and, and the Rally Jeune programme because it's delivered such success. I mean, it's quite yeah. a special programme, isn't it? Definitely, yeah. It's many, many great names uh, from the French rally scene coming out from, uh, from this selection and that uh, has been a, a huge uh, success. So I think uh, many federations try to... Oh, try. Uh, were a bit jealous from it, but it was never easy to uh, to make it because for sure there is some some cost doing things like this, and maybe one of the chance that had France that the, manuf the French manufacturer was at the beginning especially uh, very involved uh, on the side of the FFSA like Peugeot or mm. later on Citroen they were supporting the this uh, this detection and uh, and yeah it's been. For me, it's amazing. I'm always proud to say that I invest 20 euro to participate to this <laughs> uh, to this test, and that uh, that bring me up to where I am today. So that's definitely the best investment ever. Wow, 20 euros! Is that all it was? <laughs> definitely, yeah, it was. It was 20 euro to to participate, and then uh, yeah, if you if you win this test, then you uh, the program was five races out of uh, out of eight. Um, from the French Peugeot Cup, mm. and uh, and then uh, straight away when I won that that selection, I, I I started to chase sponsors as well to try to complete the program and to make the three more races and and had the full full program for this first year and and that's how it started and using the name and the, the let's say the fame of this uh, of this uh, test like, like you mentioned it was a big success and you can you could use when you were chasing sponsors saying that a lot of uh, big names like up, up to Sebastian Loeb coming out from 
from this uh, from this test and and okay coming out from an area like gap where there is not necessarily big uh, company or big 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 possibility to find big sponsor uh, i had to to chase a lot of small ones and at the end at some point i think i had maybe nearly 40 uh, company uh, going together into a groupment or, or maybe 40 is too much or maybe 30 to try to make a, a, an amount uh, which which means something in motorsport because unfortunately in motorsport to do things it's yeah you don't do a couple of hundred euro you need a couple of thousand euro or a couple yeah. of ten thousand euro so yeah I, I can imagine you were pretty good and, and well if you had a, a, about 30 people you were very good at chasing that sponsorship because some drivers struggle with that don't they actually going out there marketing themselves pushing themselves forward and being able to to get into that business side of things did did you find that more natural for you i'm not sure i was very good at the beginning but uh, i think what was uh, uh, helping me is that people could see straight away my motivation and my determination because i was prepared to do anything to to succeed in this uh, in this sport and that i think people could, could feel it but i think uh, i also had the chance to meet uh, to meet a good good person and 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 some person which were passionate by the sport as well and 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 at the beginning there was uh, uh, one guy uh, n named george lecouf <laughs> he's not known in a rally sports scene but but this guy was very passionate about the sport and had a a lot of contacts, uh, mm. and uh, and he helped me to contact uh, all all this company, and 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 we did it together, and and for sure that that this kind of uh, uh, how you say of 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 luck that I had to meet to meet this person who was prepared to help me, uh, because he also had a passion and he was very happy to try to help a young guy from from Gap uh, try to reach the the top level in the sport. Yeah, well, and you achieved it. So, yeah, <laughs> a, a great meeting that that was together between the yeah. both of you to to achieve that. You know, I remember, you know, vividly when you came into the championship in the junior year, in your championship junior winning year, and everyone was starting to ask, you know, who is this Sebastian Ogier? Because you seem to just arrive on the scene and immediately start winning everything. It was quite spectacular to watch. And immediately, I think everyone knew that you were going to be something special. Did you have that belief in yourself then? Did you think that, you know, this, well, is, this is for me? Well, the things I knew is that uh, this chance that I had to, to do the junior championship, I will get only once. So I knew that it was very important to succeed uh, straight away. And... Uh, and it was pretty clear that that was the only chance to go to the next step. So, therefore, I will not say I knew I can do it for sure. Uh, coming out from two seasons of rallying in France, where definitely my my progression curve was very interesting, and when the second years I, I was pretty dominant in France, that didn't give me any guarantee because I had no idea about the level in a in a junior championship than in a world championship. So. I came there and, of course, uh, Mexico was the first race back then. And I, I, I remember that straight away, yeah, we've been uh, pretty dominant in terms of pace. And that was a first 
very good news for me to see that uh, that the pace is good and 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 from this moment on of course i straight away started uh, uh to believe uh, i mean i always believe in my chance anyway that was the the in, inside inside yourself that's, that's something you need every champion need to have to succeed i believe mm-hmm. so that's something i always had but for sure i this first um, uh, this first result in mexico gave me uh, uh, a lot more confidence to to go further and uh, and yeah then we went on into the season i think uh, the season was generally good but uh, then we had this uh, accident in catalonia where where we, i was leading the rally by one and a half minute i think and back then uh, yeah i didn't have the maturity to to back off and just secure the championship i was just i don't know enjoying so much <laughs> driving on the limit driving fast and back then of course this uh, small uh, c2 super 1600 was very uh, very fun for me to drive and much faster than everything i had before but uh, yeah then we did this uh, beginner mistake to to crash out of a very comfy lead and mm. then we came under pressure for the last race in in Corsica and then, and that rally definitely was a, one of the most stressful of my career i believe because this one was was very crucial i knew i, I needed to i had the pressure then from from Citroen and Olivier Kennel, uh, I, I needed to achieve that on this weekend to have the chance to go further. Yeah, I, I remember it all so, so well that year. But what was going on behind the scenes? How were your parents reacting to what was happening in your life, in this new you know, direction in motorsport, the success that you were getting? What was the support like from home? And what was their thoughts on, on you Especially from from a mother's perspective, embarking on a motorsport career. <laughs> I think I think it's uh, always a mix of emotion for for mother. Uh, probably also a little bit for, for my dad, but definitely for my mum, it's always been in, in one in one way. She always been very proud and, and let's say I would say almost amazed that I could achieve what I was doing, coming out of 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 uh, where where we were living you know it's mm. still like a very small village where it's not very common that people achieve uh, that that kind of thing so for sure my mom and my my dad always supported me as as much as they could and they were always very very happy that I could do my dream and I could uh, be part of this uh, of this world but in the same time of course I think every race is every time I I I put my helmet on my mom always been uh very very scared and and still today i i think she she still have a lot of stress during uh, during rally weekend and is is very very relieved uh, when it's the end of power stage every time <laughs> i'm sure she is you know you had an interesting group of years you obviously won the junior championship which was was brilliant for you and then you had those partial seasons with Citroen where you had to really show your pace and they were interesting years for lots of reasons for me. You did show us what you could deliver and we were all excited to see that. But you also went through, in a way, a difficult period in terms of everything that was going on at that time. And I seem to sense a frustration from you, which showed outwardly quite often. You were obviously, you were sometimes very vocal when you weren't happy with things and people would say, you know, he's a hothead, he's fiery. He says what he feels. 
and sometimes maybe mm-hmm. you overstepped it but you know mm-hmm. now when you look at your character now it's completely different to the way you were then do, do you feel that as well do you feel you are a different man to what you were back in those early oh, days. Oh, definitely, definitely, for sure, uh, for sure. Uh, I hope so. I mean that I, I I've grown a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, first of all, it's um, it's something that uh, when when you start a career, you I think I believe as a young athlete in any sport, you are always very <sighs> determined, and you believe that uh, that only your uh, sport uh, uh, capacity will bring you to the top but then come a day where where you realize that uh, that at the end politics is also playing uh, a big part of mm. uh, of in our sports and of course as uh, in my young years i was uh, definitely not not the best to handle it and it's 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 especially in rally we are very often in contact with 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 press and very after or you say we don't have much time to analyze sometimes situations before we have to talk to the press and that's yeah. always very hot reaction that we need to give and that's a difficult uh, exercise to do honestly and and of course i always been uh, we, we, we've talked before on the fact that i like honesty and i like uh um uh, yeah i like to say the things like they are and i don't like uh, you know people who <laughs> who don't say in front of you what 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 he's thinking so that's that has been uh, something i had to learn and 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 yeah there was some yeah where for sure um it cost me also a, a bit to be a bit too honest and a bit too too direct in the way i was i was talking uh but uh, it was part of the learning maybe and uh, and today i'm still um, i'm still always hey i'm still very honest in my answer all the time uh, but sometimes of course i have learned to <laughs> to say it uh, a little bit uh, in a better way <laughs> and a little bit more uh, uh, correct but but it's still it's it's still remain a difficult exercise to to handle your emotion uh, and to to give some some yeah some feedback feelings straight after a stage where sometimes things happen that uh, you didn't want it to yeah i i'm i'm always amazed at how people can keep their emotions under control especially at a stage end when you've just done 20 25 minutes you know of grueling driving and you're absolutely on the limit and then you know you helmet off and there's a microphone in your face straight away you know, I, I don't know what I would say. I would probably use a lot of swear words if it was me, to be honest. But I can, I can understand what you say about, you know, the, the learning process. And it was all part of a learning process. And you, you could see it with you because not only was it a learning process as part of your character, but you were back then still learning how to convey yourself in the English language because some things would be misinterpreted then from, from what you say just because your english wasn't as strong as it is now um and I, also, I, I, I also for that sure frustrating. yeah i mean my, you are you are very nice to say my english was not as strong as now because you could say that my my english was close to zero back then i mean or especially when i started the junior championship uh, in 2008 uh, I think there was some very funny interviews sometimes, and I, <laughs> I still remember the time where 
basically between the stand a, uh, sta uh, stage end and uh, and the checking point where the cam where the camera and the 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 the, the, the crew is. Yeah. I I asked I had to ask Julian. Oh, oh, can I say that very quickly? You know, I had this this maybe 10, 15 seconds to ask him. Oh, can I say that? Oh, can I say that? <laughs> you know, and it was. And then I I said a couple of words and. Yeah, and then, like we just say, part of the learning process, uh, I also uh, develop uh, a bit my language, and that helps. But uh, yeah, it's still still sometimes where, where of course you, you it can lead to some uh, different meaning a little bit. Uh, mm. So um, that also creates sometimes uh, some some story which which shouldn't be there. But um, yeah, all in all, it's uh, it's it's part of the game and. Uh, and yeah, I have uh, learned to accept it. <laughs> I remember our press conferences in that junior year, and it was Julian that did most of the talking. I remember you would say, I would, you know, say to you, congratulations on your win, and you would, you would say, thank you, and I'm very happy, and I'm, we must be prudent. Oh, you always use the word prudent, which I love. Okay. I, st I still remember this stuff. I don't remember that. <laughs> and, that and that was it. And then I would, I would turn to Julian and he would tell me about the rally. But your, mm -hmm. your English language came on so quickly, though. You learned so quickly how to <laughs> communicate properly. And you do put us all to shame because I've been in the championship 20 years now and I still can't speak French properly and you know, I can order a drink and I could probably <laughs> order us dinner Seb but that would be it <laughs> yeah but uh, I think the chance I had is uh, is then when I joined uh, Volkswagen in 2012 uh, then my uh, walking language uh, started to be English and for sure I think uh, that was the point where my my level started to improve and when I really uh, started to be able to communicate in in English and uh, and then later on I mean today's I speak more English at home than uh, uh, than French so that's also a reason where I, I feel a bit better and even something which surprised me even more I, I even start to be able to communicate in German so that's oh. you know who would have think that uh, like 15 years ago where I was uh, struggling to speak uh, correct French you know where I was speaking farmer french a little bit you know <laughs> and uh, you know everything is possible in life <laughs> it is everything is possible uh, before you move I, i'm going to kind of because obviously if we talk about your whole career i'll have you here for hours so i'm going to break it down a little bit firstly just to go back to the citroen the lobe years because it, whatever happened then and I, you know i don't want to pry and completely ask you exactly what on earth was going on back then but it, it kind of stayed around. People always talk about the Loeb-Ogier rivalry, the Loeb-Ogier battles. Even when Loeb came back last year, it was Loeb-Ogier. Forget about Tanak, forget about Newville. Does that really bug you? <laughs> uh, I think uh, I used to say very early on, as long as this comparison or this talk will happen, it will be, it will be good for me because it means I am... Uh, on a very good path that means i am um, i still have i still uh, um, achieve things which are comparable to what he has done and obviously mm. he has set the records everywhere and 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 for sure i was uh, i was at the beginning happy to have this comparison 
and uh, of course then at some points it starts to be a bit more annoying to always <laughs> uh, be compared and always uh, yeah try to uh, uh, or you say try to yeah analyze what I'm achieving compared to what he has done and uh, but okay, there was probably some years where I was I, I, I was maybe a bit hungry about it, but but I would say not that long. I think at some points then he retired, then uh, then I started to achieve some some few few titles with Volkswagen, and then when he was out of the sport, I think people started to uh, stop talking always about this comparison. Maybe yeah. it came back a little bit when when he came back for for some rallies, but uh, but also today I'm I'm much more able uh, to, or you say to 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 see that uh, with perspective, you know, and not really go into this uh, th- this topic. I'm I'm able to, how you say to to stay away from what people say. Uh, say uh, I would say it's it's more something. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm anyway, uh, very, very happy with whatever I'm achieving right now. It's, it's something I would have never <sighs> dreamed uh, when I started my career. So I think it's, uh, it, today sometimes it makes me laugh when, when people try to compare, uh, or try to, you're going to always have the, 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 the side of the, uh, Ogier fan and the side of the love fan. And then they start they will always have some arguments and today it makes me it makes me laugh i would say so um at least i think now uh with with what i have achieved there is a uh, quite interesting comparison for them and uh, and now i i slowly start to take some record to him so that's uh, that's interesting <laughs> but of course there is some that he will always uh, always keep uh, so uh, at the end, uh, this uh, this comparison or discussion uh, could last uh, still for some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could. But uh, you know, I'm glad that you know right now, in you, uh, where you are in your career, it doesn't annoy you anymore. It's just, it just makes you kind of smile and and move on, which is which is a good thing. You know, the Volkswagen years. Just to talk about those a little. So successful for you. You took the year out effectively, and you were in the Skoda. Um, while Volkswagen prepared to to come into the championship. And then when they came in, it was incredible success. And your first championship win, which happened in France, okay, not on home soil for you, but in Alsace, that was special and unusual happening on the the first stage of a rally because it was the power Mm -hmm. stage, wasn't it, that that sealed the deal for you? Yeah, it was... uh... It was a very strange moment. Of course, very, very special because I can say that uh, it was pretty clear that the championship was was won already, you know, uh, after this Rally Australia where we won mm. and then uh, just miss it for one point. Uh, and, and then there was maybe, I don't know, three rally remaining or something. So mathematically, it was not official, but somehow it was it was like done. And... And then we start this rally with this unusual power stage starting the event, uh, and 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 yeah, then we we achieved that. And then uh, in this moment, um, 
of course it was uh, it was special a lot of friends were there and i was very very happy but but the strange thing is that we were just starting a race weekend <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and i remember that i struggled then to uh, i mean i could i should have been even more relaxed starting the race because i had then just nothing to no pressure anymore just just go for it but actually the f i think the first day of the race or something like this i was not really into the race i was i was struggling to how you say manage my emotion i would say and uh, and 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 then uh, at some points uh, so i started to lose time i was not really good into the race and then uh, i don't know there was a day click coming where 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 maybe i don't know i needed this couple of hours or this day to try to process with this uh, with this fact that i was uh, officially world champion and then <laughs> and then went for it and and it ended up to be a, a, one of the most intense battle we had uh, uh, in wrc with if i remember well like four drivers fighting the the yeah. win the last day uh, in 5 seconds so it was uh, very intense and um yeah, and then coming out of the winner was uh, definitely a, a weekend to remember for me. Yeah, it was an incredible weekend. I remember after that power stage, you coming to a stage in the service park and we we had an interview together, me, you, Julian and Jos Capito. But before the interview started, everyone, the fans, you, you're all just singing on the stage. You know, we are the champions. <laughs> I remember, you know, stood in the wings watching it all, thinking, this is just mad. The rally hasn't even started yet properly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's, he's won the championship. But, you know, incredible feelings. And, you know, to watch you win so many championships over the years has, has been a real privilege for, for me and for, for many people around the world to, to watch you achieve what you have. It's, it is something special. But if you look back across it all, you know, championship wins you're obviously going to pick out as highlights but are there any other moments along the way which are special to you for for any reason other than winning a championship i think what is what i will describe as special or what i feel like very special is is finally this opportunity or this chance that i had to to walk with uh, with so many different team uh, at the end because yeah, we just mentioned this uh, Volkswagen time, which has been really amazing. Volkswagen uh, back then has became like like my family. I mean, especially 2012, not being uh, officially entered in the championship, we were free of testing. So I think we, I, I can't say uh, I don't remember how many days of testing I've, I've been doing this year, but uh, it's been really, really a lot. We've been up to Mexico testing. We've been everywhere and uh, and we spent so many time together we, we built this uh, this very very powerful machine and then yeah achieve all all this success but then it suddenly came to an end uh, in 2016 and and i remember of course the day the news came in uh, it felt like the end of the world like uh, oh is that possible what i'm am i going to do now and and it felt like the it was a very bad news and it was at the end, but the, uh, now, some years later, I can say that it was a bad things for good things because uh, that offered me then the opportunity to to join M Sports, where I had two amazing years and and and, and uh, prove that I can win with another team with uh, obviously 
much less uh, support or much, much less budget than any others. It was something uh, where I'm, I'm very proud. Uh, and then also I think the emotion that we live together with Malcolm is something I will never, never forget. And and today it's still going on with uh, with uh, with Toyota with uh, another different team. So I think it's uh, it's quite a privilege to have uh, all these different opportunity and and have the chance to see uh, different culture. And and now working with the Japanese is something something very special. We 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 talked before about respect and and I mean respect is uh, I think is the main word of the Japanese culture at least in my eyes it's really amazing uh, oh, 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 uh, the amount of respect that the Japanese people have when when you walk with them or when you talk with them so yeah I I have to say um, it's uh, yeah I it's a very special career that I have I would have, without this decision from Volkswagen I would have probably stay with them much longer and probably uh, secure more title more more victories, but uh, the way the way it's happening now, uh, yeah, is is also something very nice and uh, and yeah, I would uh, I would I think I had a question recently from journalists as well. If if I would make the choices differently, if I could change them, and and I think I would I can definitely say I would do exactly the same if I if I could do it again. <laughs> I, I think it's been brilliant the fact that you have been with so many different manufacturers you've got to know the teams really well the mechanics there I mean your relationship with Malcolm Wilson used to make me chuckle a lot your both of your loves of wine uh, you never would have got to see <laughs> Malcolm Wilson's wine cellar had you not got to M Sport but you've created exactly. all these relationships with people which at the end of the day it's what it's okay it's it's the motorsport it's the competition but we're all creating relationships with people which will last a long time and you know your relationships with with everyone along the way has has been great I'm sure it's enhanced your character as well I think so yeah I think uh, of course I mean at the end of the day we are chasing uh, numbers victories uh, and that's that's the sportive part of it but what remains uh, of course you're going to always have the chance to look these numbers but the most important and what's really remained for me is uh, is the emotion and and uh, um, this, um, this 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 friend that you make along the way and and this uh, uh, this this people that you will uh, always uh, uh, have uh, as how you say as in your heart and 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 for sure have the chance to to meet later on as well and try to remember what you achieved together and and of course i i think i i, I made a lot of friends around the way not only yeah, also a lot of uh, of enemy <laughs> but not not inside my team i would say but, uh, but generally i made a lot of friends and and um, yeah it's uh, it's something I, I i cherish a lot i even you know sometimes as much as i can try to bring some uh, some of the important members, the team members, I try to bring them with me on my next teams. And, and uh, up to today, at, 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 with Toyota, we have some members which, uh, which have been there uh, with us uh, in Volkswagen already. And, uh, and yeah, it's, uh, it's a human adventure uh, at the end. So that's, uh, that you have to, yeah, you shouldn't forget. 
<laughs> I have a few more questions for you, then I will let you go and, and go about your day. But while all of this is going on, while, while you're competing, while you're, you're switching teams, while the, the, the world continues, you become a father in the midst of all of this. Papa Rogier emerges. Mm -hmm. How much did that change your life? And was it way better than you expected it would be? Because of course, people going into that have no idea what it's going to be like. How much did it change you, do you think? Well, it's easy to answer that question. It's the biggest change I ever had in my life. That's, uh, that's for sure. I think probably you hear that often when you ask mm. your father uh, where, uh, if it changes life or not. That's that the biggest, biggest change you can have. And, and of course, uh, I think it's, uh, it's probably important that that, that moment happened uh, after some years into my career because this dedication and this, uh, this and how you say, uh, commitment I had for the sport at the beginning uh, was definitely very important. And then and, and I, like I say, there was only this in my life. I invest all my time into, into this dream of, of uh, becoming world champion. Uh, but for sure, the day when my, my son arrived, uh, it, directly uh, take the this number one place in my life and and of course rally became uh i i mean to say became secondary is, is also not right because it's still it's still something very important for me and something i i still enjoy a lot mm. and i definitely don't forget from where i come from this dream that i had before but of course i'm i'm much more able to put perspective into the into the sport and i i'm just uh, um yeah, I, I enjoy so much now uh, seeing my son growing and spending time with my family. And, and I think it's also all linked with, um, with emotion. Uh, earlier on in my career, I, was, I often mentioned that uh, I, um, I was a bit of a machine. I mean, I was just always looking forward, wanting more and more and, and didn't enjoy enough the things and didn't really show emotions, even if internally I had some, but I didn't show them uh, and 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 also sometimes I even became like angry to myself to say like why I don't why I don't enjoy it more why I'm not able why I'm always looking to the next one, and uh, and that I I learned to uh, let's say to to work with my emotion much better and of course the biggest emotion I had in my life is to see my son uh, coming uh, coming to to the world and and. And today, uh, spending time with him has no price, and uh, and that's that's why uh, I've I've mentioned it already uh, since uh, since a while that that I'm getting close to the end of my career because it's it's this kind of time I don't want to miss, and I, I really I really put much more value into that time uh, compared to having more win or more championships. So mm. uh, that's. Um, yeah, that that that's very special, and I I enjoy it a lot uh, every single day. Well, you've got to prepare for you know the possibility that he might want to go down your route as well, and motorsport come could come back <laughs> into your life a little bit later on. Sam. <laughs> you never know. It can be, it can be, <laughs> but uh, I think Mama is uh, uh, Mama. When I mean Mama is Andrea, his mum is. Uh, <laughs> taking care of uh, trying to show him different things <laughs> but uh, you never know because at the end of the day uh, 
I want to be a good dad, of course, and most important, I want to learn him good value and the respect and the, 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 the thing that he has. He need to have some dream and need to to fight for it and uh, and also one thing is sure is uh, when he will choose something I will be the first one to support him whatever uh, sport it is or whatever direction it is so that, that's that's what I would love to do. Uh, now you you mentioned this is the, the the final year in WRC full time at least for you. We might see you pop mm -hmm. up on a rally Monte Carlo in the future or or somewhere else maybe. Mm -hmm. You've you've got this year off to a really good start. <laughs> if it is you know if this is the final year for you, it's got off to a brilliant start. In your mind. And one thing, please, please yeah. don't because I'm a bit like. Um, of course, I've mentioned that, and uh, and that's 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 the way it is. But I hope we will not mention every rally that it's the final year. No. Know, because uh, at the moment, I want to to stay focused on on doing my best, and don't. Uh, I, I know that somehow, I, at some point, I will start to think a bit more about it and have it, uh, uh, yeah, in, in, in into my mind. But uh, at the moment, uh, I hope we can put that side aside a little bit and uh, and then we can we can discuss that uh, when we come to the end of the season well that's answered my question because my question was is it in your mind and obviously it's right? not yeah. right now it's not in your mind well, well no it it's not later on maybe september time we'll talk about it yeah i think it's a good idea that's a good idea and i mean it must be a little bit in my mind, but it's a bit unconsciously. I think I've said that in Monte, you know, I definitely approach Monte same way as before and without thinking at all that, it, uh, uh, that it's the last time for a full championship. Uh, but I don't know. Um, some people have asked me maybe this emotion you have at the end, uh, why, you ha why you are so emotional today compared to the, to the other time. I say probably internally... Uh, inside me there is a bit of uh, unconscious uh, which is acting and maybe uh, yeah maybe that's uh, that's 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 it about the fact that uh, that these things is uh, is for the last time but I would say generally I don't think about it and uh, and and once again I don't close the door to make some more rallies there and there sometimes so you know it's not the end of the day and also uh, end of the life sorry and also if I take this decision, it's not to retire completely from motorsport. Mm. There will most probably be some other challenge for me, but uh, I think you've understood that the target is just try to save more time for my family and, uh, and, and, and but, but still having a chance to, to live my dream about, race, about racing and, and mm. do some, some competition for sure. I'm glad you don't want to talk about it on every rally because I don't want to talk about it either because I'll get upset if I keep talking about it because the fact that you won't be there the whole time and I won't be able to get to interview you on every round, that's quite upsetting <laughs> after, you know, 12 years, has it been? Yeah, 12 years interviewing you yeah. across that time. Wow, that's a whole person. That's a, nearly a teenager there in terms of I time. I think it's 14, maybe. No, it's maybe. not 14 years. If you're from 2008, I yeah, think no, 2021. Yeah, no, you're right, 14. It is a teenager. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's not talk about it anymore. Right, final question. Give me, give me a little bit of an insight into Ogier's life at home. Now, what are you going to be doing across the next few days? In the build up uh, well, to the Arctic Rally, how do you chill out? Are you cooking at home? Are you cleaning? What do you do, Seb? The difficulty right now is we cannot really move around. You know, every border are closed, and mm. I'm usually moving a bit around because I have a, 
I love to go in the mountain. I have a house uh, in, in, in Kitzbühel in the mountain and I love to go skiing. And at the moment, it's not really possible. But uh, actually, right now, I'm still quite busy uh, because we, we moved into a new place now in, uh, in Germany uh, with my wife and we're, we're back to Munich. So uh, now I have a new apartment and a lot of things to to install and to be set. So that's, uh, that's my occupation uh, before Arctic Rally. I will have some tests, of course, uh, coming uh, end of the week. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward, actually, testing into, uh, uh, into the snow because I think the last years were often a bit frustrating seeing not good enough winter conditions. And I'm pretty sure that this year it should be fantastic in, uh, uh, in Lapland. So uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward uh, for this rally. Um, and um, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. So a little bit of DIY for Sebastian Ogier then before he gets to his testing. Exactly. In, <laughs> in, installing things, I can imagine you with a bit of a drill in your hand and a hammer and you're making things. <clears throat> not IKEA furniture, I'm sure not, but I can imagine no. you building things and, and doing all kinds. I love to. I love to. I always been, uh, I would say, handy generally. You know, I think earlier <laughs> in the interview you were asking me if I was good at school or not. Uh, yeah, like I say, uh, maybe on the on the brain side, I was always doing the the minimum I have to do. But I always been very handy and try, love to build things by myself. So yeah, when there is some little work at home, it's uh, it's uh, it's actually very nice. And uh, and now I have some support from a four and a half years old guy. Who, who, She's asking all the time and every every tools I'm touching, you want to do the same. So, okay, that's cost a bit of time, but that's, that's a very nice moment. <laughs> I bet it is a very nice moment. It has been an absolute pleasure to chat with you off event and talk about your career so far. Seb, thank you very much for, for spending a whole hour with me. I really do appreciate it. I say thanks as well, Bex. It's been a pleasure for me and uh, yeah, looking forward to see you soon. For more great WRC content, head to WRC Plus for thousands of hours of archive footage, from end of season reviews and onboards, to features on some of the legends of WRC. That is WRCPlus.com, the home of WRC action.